Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara, and Bob is on the line from Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome. Uh, Bob, I'm going, I'm running the switchboard, but let's have you go for it today and lead us, please. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here. Whether you're here live with us now or you hook up with us a little bit later, we want to welcome you to You Are Okay, powered by Blog Talk Radio. It's been a wonderful week. I just feel so energized and just really feel at peace. As Mara said yesterday when she did the show without me, she opened up the show talking about how she's been just feeling at peace lately, and I too have just been feeling at peace. I don't, it's almost a feeling I can't describe, but I don't feel any anxiety around me. When the anxiety's there, I just breathe through it and let it go, and that's what we all need to do is when we have those moments where it seems a little chaotic, just step back from the, the situation, accept it for what it is, and move on, and remember that you're in charge of yourself and that you are okay just the way you are. Absolutely, absolutely. I have to tell you, I'm I'm just finding the magic of three deep breaths, my friends, is phenomenal. Just the minute you feel any clutchy feeling in your chest or in your stomach, you, you just need to turn it over to love. I mean, he, she, it, whatever you define the all that is, is waiting to take it away from you and give you the peace that you deserve because you're enough just the way you are nothing that's happened in the past can change that so what's it like over in phoenix my friend uh what would you expect it's hot it's hot but it's beautiful this morning i sat outside on the little patio here in the place i'm staying at and just there were just birds all over the place up in the trees i i was could see some of them flying around and i could just imagine that there were a bunch of little nests of little babies here in the springtime and well if you call this you know 100 degrees springtime i know i know it's not quite yeah it's not quite yet uh summer you know here in sacramento it's kind of interesting weather um, we all, we normally have cooler evenings because of what they call the Delta breeze from the Sacramento River, but um, the the days are heating up, but not quite as hot as I've known in the past. And but it's just lovely. I mean, it's just lovely. You can feel the energy of God of love just everywhere. It's the world is sparkling, although there are fires, and I send prayers to all those who are in the way of the fire uh, in an unusual area up um, north and east of, of Sacramento. Ah, and also send out our, our thoughts and prayers and meditations to all of those that are affected by all the floods in the Midwest and especially in Iowa where there's just thousands and thousands of people who are displaced from their homes. Just send them big, open up our heart and send them love. Yes, and to those who are affected by this mammoth foreclosure wave that's just rushing across our country, uh, I send you prayers and good feelings and want you to know that no matter how desolate it may feel for you right now, that you are enough. You are enough. And uh, life isn't over. The sun will come up tomorrow, as they say. But I just happened to read uh, an article from the New York Times, and I guess we're all hearing about it on the uh, the Internet, reading about it on the Internet, obviously, hearing about it on the news. But for those families who are displaced, displaced, we send you love. We send you love. Yes, everybody, let's let's do our centering exercise now. I think it's a good time to do that as we're sending out love to those that are around us, those who have been afflicted by fires and floods and foreclosures and any other things that are going on in anyone else's life that we didn't mention. Let's just think about them as we center ourselves today, and I'll use the centering exercise by Janelle Moon from How to Pray Without Being Religious. And today I thought we would do it a little bit differently. If everyone would just place 
both of your hands over your heart and feel your heart beat as, and use that to help center yourself as well as I go through the exercise. Then just feel your heart pumping the blood throughout your system and oxygenating your body. There is a seed in you that is your center. It is your spiritual center and is the place where your love sprouts and grows. It lies in the heart in the deepest place of your being where love is never ending. It is the place where love can find protection. Love can find its root. Love can find its wings to grow. This is your center. This is the place in you that holds heart with harmony. This is the place in you in which you matter. From your heart, you are centered. You are in a green, growing place of love. Love starts with you and shines its face on you. Love loves you. Love spreads to your neighbors, to the world. You are centered. You are love. You are centered in the wonder of love. Now that we are centered ourselves and feeling our hearts beating, let's take some breaths together and clear our minds. Let's imagine that we're Un feel yourself under the water, just completely relaxed. You can breathe there with an oxygen mask with a scuba tank on, and you're just floating there looking at the beautiful blue water, nothing in your mind except the beauty of the underworld that is around you. And as you're relaxed there, pull some air up through your feet, up, pull it up, up, up through your feet and into your lungs. Feel your lungs filling with oxygen. Fill those lungs more than you think you can even fit oxygen there. And once you have that full, full set of oxygen in your lungs, release that oxygen, push that air out of your mouth, feel it going over the top of your head, feel your crown chakra opening up, feel the energy of the world there around you, feel it taking over your body and allowing you to feel complete peace. Think of love, think of your heart that you feel beating there and pull in some more air, pull up through your feet, feel it coming up through your calves, up through your thighs, up through your your gut chakra, up through your heart chakra, fill, filling your lungs, and breathe out all of that air, let all of the air out. Just sit quietly, taking some deep breaths in and out, allowing, feeling the oxygen pour out into your extremities, energizing your body, oxygenating your blood. Think of the carbon dioxide leaving your body to help the plants grow and how we're in such harmony with the earth and with one another and we're all one. And take some of those breaths as we listen to some music. This is Meditation Station, Pool of the Soul. And as you're pulling in your breaths, think, I am enough. And as you blow them out, think, I am loved. And now let us reach our right arm out and start connecting with those who are listening to the program with us now that we are centered, all of us centered together as one, remembering that we are one with all things. We are one with the planet. We are one with 
the animals that are on the planet, we are all made up of the same elements. And in that knowledge is the true testimony of our unity. Feel the energy of those who are listening now and who will come because now is all there is. Feel that energy coursing through your body as we begin to circle the world in love. All of us soldiers, soldiers of love, in a revolution where we are inviting people to be more than they are showing, where we are forgiving those who act not in love rather than responding in kind. Let us see the planet to begin vibrating with the love that we are sending. See it coursing. Look at it as though it's a globe with the lava and the magma inside now pulsating with love so that the earth is alive and we can see that life. And now let us reach out our right arm and close the circle. As one unit, let us send love to all of those around this planet. Let us open our wallets to help those who are in need and give to them without strings attached. Let us believe in their value and that they don't need our direction. And if they don't use what we give them in the way that we would like to see it used, let us remember that each soul has its own path to walk. Let us breathe together and breathe in love right now, my friends. Let's breathe and pull the energy up through our bodies. And as we think, I am love, Let's feel the transfusion of energy from the universe, from love, from God, from Allah, Yahweh, whatever name you use to define the light. And let that energy course through your body, healing you of any negativity that you carry with you. So as we move forward today in our presentation talking about acceptance, you know that you are enough just the way you are right now. There is no baggage you need to carry with you. There are no strings attached to the past. You are enough just as you are. In order to make that point, the universe has asked that Bob and I talk, two simple, humble human beings who have made errors, who are just like you, no different. And yet we know that we are loved And with that knowledge, loving others as you love yourself takes on a whole different definition and meaning. We are come together today in a meeting of spirit. May the love that infuses each of us now go with us all day long as we reach out to dads in love for Father's Day forgiving things that have happened in the past and embracing the fact that but for that person, we would not be. Breathing in, I am enough. Breathing out, I am love. I am enough. I am loved. I am enough. I am loved. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes, and happy Father's Day to all of those out there that are fathers or that have fathers. Make sure that you give your dad a call and thank him for being your dad. No matter what the circumstances are, that person is still your dad. And it's our show today is about acceptance and about 
how uh, is, is about acceptance. That's that's you know to the point. That's what it's about. And but um, you know, I think as you said in your prayer there that we have you know with the, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our fathers. Even if you know they may have not been the most perfect fathers for us. Even if they were alcoholics or drug addicts or child abusers, what have you, they, we need to remember to accept them for who they are, just as we need to accept ourselves as who we are. Absolutely. You know, kind of intertwined with acceptance is the concept of thankfulness. And each one of us may have had experiences with our fathers that are less than acceptable in our minds and something that we know we would not do to another. But the reality is we're here right now at this appointed time together. We made it. We made it. And that's part of the bargain we made with love, and it is part of what we need to be thankful for because but for those experiences as negative as they might have been and for some of us they were very negative we would not be who we are that's right i was talking to my partner this morning and he asked what we were doing on the show today and i told him we were talking about acceptance and he started talking about a lot of different things and in the end, the thing that struck me the most was, as he said, you know, the thing about acceptance for me is that I am who I am because of things that have happened to me and other people, whether they were good or bad, but I drive the bus. He's right. I agree. Good job, Micah. I agree. That's exactly right. He drives the bus. I drive my bus. And, I drive my uh, bus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, it was kind of interesting when uh, I put up the question, how can everything be okay the way it is, and then the answer, because it is. And I wasn't trying to play some word games, but it's just the reality that it is. I can't change what is right now. I never could. I've spent endless time trying to, but I couldn't. And in fact, I brought today, I posted it on our blog here, but I would like to read, if I might, um, a little passage that I have from Be an Island by uh, Aya Kima, or Kima, excuse me. The greatest support we can have is mindfulness, which means being totally present in each moment. If the mind remains centered, it cannot make up stories about the injustice of the world or one's friends or about one's desires or sorrows. All these stories could fill many volumes, but when we are mindful, such verbalizations stop. Being mindful means being fully absorbed in the moment, leaving no room for anything else. We are filled with the momentary happening, whatever it is, standing or sitting or lying down, feeling pleasure or pain, and we maintain a non-judgmental awareness, a just knowing, or we recognize, as we indicated today, whatever is, is. We don't have to accept full responsibility for it. We don't have to judge it. We don't have to do anything. And therein lies, I think, the challenge of the human spirit is we just want to fix things. Thank you, Bob. That's right. We do. We all want to. We want to please other people. We want everything. We want. We think that we can achieve a self-acceptance by pleasing others. When I think we really. Uh, miss the mark there in that to accept your, you have to accept yourself without pleasing others. Sometimes we may not please, we can't please everyone around us all the time. It's, it's, 
No, we can't. That always reminds me of the, uh, I, this is giving my age, but I'll give you my age. I'm 59 in case there's any question. But, um, you know, uh, when I was very young, TVs were a new thing, believe it or not. We've moved so far now we don't need TVs in our house because we can watch TV on the on the Internet. But when I was young, it was a big deal to have a television set. And our first TV set came from my uh, uncle, who was very wealthy. He was a barber, and he was moving to having uh, a bigger TV set, perhaps even a color set. I mean, believe it or not, even in the early 50s, you could get color. It probably was pretty distorted, but it was color. And uh, it was a very expensive, prestigious, I am, look at me kind of move. And in um, out of respect for us and also just wanting, you know, I mean, he gave something. He gave to us. Uh, his old black and white TV. So suddenly we had one in our home, and black and white was more than most of what our neighbors had. Folks, I was living in the projects growing up, so that was a big deal. And um, so we watched The Little Rascals. Uh. And And even as a little kid... I walked outside when I heard the statement, and and to me this day, I don't know why it struck me, I don't know why I saved it, but I walked outside to think about the statement that Alfalfa said, and I think I've come to know he was quoting W.C. Fields, "You um, you can please some of the people some of the time, some of the people all of the time, but you can't please all of the people all of the time. All the time. Yeah. And here I am, a little teeny kid, I mean, really, like four years old or something, walking around thinking about it. It made absolutely no sense to me. I didn't understand what it meant. But I stored it away in my head. And you know, what's interesting about that story, I realized as I was telling it here, is not just that you can't please people. You also cannot second guess what someone else needs or wants. And... Let me share a story with you, if I may, about that and acceptance. And in the past, I've tried to help my mom and dad with things. Uh, Sometimes I've been able to help them more than other times. And when I saw my dad recently, he said to me that he had been to the dentist and that he uh, needed to have some dental work done. But he wasn't going to have it done until he paid off the bill. And I asked how much he owed, and it really was not a large amount. And he told me how he made his payments. And I said, well, Dad, do they charge you interest? No. Well, then why don't you have your dental work done? And because you'll be paying it off at the same point in time anyway, right? And uh, no, he didn't want to do that because if he died, he didn't want to leave his family with a lot of debt, kind of a kind of an interesting statement, but I listened. So after that moment, I decided that what I was going to do for my dad as a gift was to pay for his dental dental bill off, right? So this morning, I'm talking to him, and I'm telling him that I I want to do that because he doesn't live in my same town, and we're going to be uh, having a dinner a little bit later in the month. Because he doesn't like to, more importantly, my dad is an older guy, he's 83, and he doesn't like to go outside uh, right now in public because he's wearing a heart monitor. So I say, okay, Dad, well, listen, I know you don't want to go out, and he, he's, well, I won't have that off till July. And I says, that's fine, Dad, then that's when we'll go out, we'll go out in July. And I left it at that, and then, uh, and I said, well, Dad, here's what I want to do for you for Father's Day. I want to pay off your dental bill. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm so pleased I didn't just send him a check. Oh, no. There was dignity associated with that. No, I want to talk to them about that and work that out myself. So acceptance is not presuming you know the answer for someone else, too. It goes along with uh, meditation for the week, really, which, which you do those on Fridays. And that was listen with the ears of those who speak. Yes. Putting yourself in. Very true. Very, very true. Listen with the ears of those who speak. Yeah, and so, you know, once again, acceptance is recognizing, just as Micah said, 
what I have control over that, that it's about me in that regard. It's not about someone else. And that we have to be cautious, my friends, about superimposing what we think is right onto someone else. Right. Our desires aren't necessarily someone else's desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. In fact, let me read that meditation for the week for those of you who don't listen on uh, Fridays. And no judgment intended there, heaven help us. It's amazing how sensitive we all are. You know, we can't just accept the words at face value. We suddenly get worried about hurting people's feelings. And wouldn't it be a wonderful world if we could just trust that someone had no intent to say anything, to steal our energy, to make us less than we are? I was just going to say we don't think that you're taking energy from anyone with the comment or that they should feel guilty because that's a lot of what I think we carry. And a big Mm -hmm. part of acceptance is letting go of the guilt because it doesn't fit, doesn't, the guilt doesn't benefit me. The guilt doesn't benefit you. It doesn't benefit anyone that you're feeling guilty for. It takes your energy away from you and doesn't allow you to accept yourself. So, Makes you less than. So, you know, back again to Bob and I are simple human beings. So let me share with you that meditation practice uh, and passage once again. I want to again tell everyone that you may have a free copy of Uniquely Created, Divinely Inspired You, a book that God wrote through me, uh, simply by sending me an email. My name is at the top of the tagline, my email address. Just say NRAYU. I'll send you one. Uh, that is a an electronic version. I even have a few that are printed up that I could send out if you send me your address. Um, you don't need to buy one. They're fairly pricey. If you want to, you may. It's on the right column. So here's the passage. This is the one we've invited people to think about and meditate on every day this week. And these are also blogged into our blog starting in January, and this would have been, I believe, day 12. Listen with the ears of those who speak. If you listen to another story with your ears, you will filter the experience into your experience. Instead, hear the words from the perspective of the one who speaks. Hear their passionate call for some of your time, for some of you. Put yourself and your judgments aside. Listen with an ear to hear what the speaker needs to be heard and how you can help. Not how you can fix it, but what it is that they want from you. And most of the time, my friends, I think people just want someone to listen. That's right. I I agree with you in my line of work. That's that's what I find is that 90% of what people tell me as a consultant is just them wanting wanting someone to listen to them. And the other 10% of it is something that that we can use to further the project that we're working on. But it's important to listen to those things and not cut people off, cut people short, let people say what they need to say because in the end it's going to work out better. It's just accepting that they are where they're at and that you are where you're at at that time. Exactly, exactly. And 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 also, you know, it's okay to be where they are and it's okay for you to be where you are because each one of you are souls traveling through life with a different set of objectives, a different mission statement, so to speak, if we can use that mission impossible kind of thinking, you know. You are, uh, each one of us has come here with a a plan of action, experiences. I think Neil Donald Walsh does capture that concept. Experientially, we have come with the idea that of what we want to live, what our soul wants to experience, and we draw those experiences to ourselves. Now, the, the scary thing is that sometimes we get caught up in drawing so much to ourselves that we, keep, that we can't break a cycle. We get into a cycle it's contrary to our well-being and that can only be broken when people listen with love encourage and value by way of example i i was reading a site today with my with my old partner he and i no longer are together he's back in new york and he wrote this piece about 
the world being victimized and the trilateral commission and uh, the Illuminati and the whole idea that there is some sort of grand economic body out there composed of people from around the world who are just keeping the downtrodden downtrodden. Now, folks, my feeling is If we are downtrodden, it's because we've got the downtrodden thinking going in our heads. Stop thinking that you're downtrodden and you'll find that you're not. Exactly. Start feeling like a survivor. Feel like a survivor. Whenever I talk about what I experienced as a young person in my family, I say, I am a survivor of whatever. I survived. That's right. And in that, it's a positive word. It's it's a solution word. It's a powerful word. And it recognizes that each one of us are an illuminated, illuminated creation from the universe that have come to experience life until we as we move along to see if on our journey of less than perfect things we can keep our eye on the ball which is our unity with one and other our realization that we can accept this moment and love others or as i told you on friday bob with somebody who called me and was had written a rather rude email that i responded to when they called to say, oh, no, no, I didn't mean it. it. Sometimes you wonder, how can you not mean what your words say? That's the whole point. I said, thank you. You gave me an opportunity not to get mad today. Not by their phone call, but the very act of their writing that rude thing in the past, I would have responded rudely. Right. Yeah, sometimes it's, a choice. It's, it's you needed to accept that that person was where they were at that time. and it, and it Exactly taught you, not that it taught you a lesson, but it allowed you to be a better person. You know, it I had written down... It reached my highest self. Yes, go ahead. Exactly. I, I had written down a little quote here from Zig Ziglar that goes along with what you were just talking about, and it was, some people find fault like there's a reward for it. Yes, yes. And, or victimizing like there's a reward. That's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's... You know, I didn't know why I wrote that. Wrote it down, and I wasn't sure if I was going to use it or not. But as you were just speaking, I thought, you know, that it's so true. And so many people that I've encountered in my life have really done that. Have found it rewarding to find fault in someone else. And I think that's something yeah. that we, you know, we may all do that at times. And I think it's something that we need to we be aware of and remember that they that that person is where they're at. And in there, they are okay, and we need to accept that, and not and not feel good that we found fault in someone else. How selfish is that? Wow. Yeah, that's not your reward to find out how it's how how they aren't enough. <laughs> you know, I think if people more people started thinking about um, some of the corrections that they make to people of really meaningless kind of stuff as being a theft of that person's energy, they might approach things differently. What do you think? Absolutely they would. You know, because it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm in awe of it at times. And, like, you're around people and there's it's like, what, is that called a left-handed compliment or something? I mean, they'll say something, they'll give you a compliment with the right hand and at the end of the, the compliment with the left hand, they'll take it away. Right, they'll smack you upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going, what is this? What is this? You know what, folks, I, I'm... Go ahead, I'm sorry. It's better not to say anything or to, you know, at yeah. times step back and take those three deep breaths or clear your mind before you before you speak or before you send that email. Yeah, it's kind of like Don Miguel Reese, be impeccable with your word, isn't it? Isn't that being impeccable with your word? It is. It yeah, sure it's like is. a living example. You know what, Bob? I I I think that sometimes our listeners uh, may believe that what we're talking about it sounds good. It's, it, they're good words, but you can't possibly live this way. And I think that you and I, the more we embrace 
this concept of just trying to see more in other people than they may be showing us and hope they do the same with us during our low moments, uh, that we're finding peace. And that's why at the beginning we always do the testimony about the peace that we feel in life and how we remember where we left our peace even when uh, we do lose it. But there is a book by, is his name Dean Coons? It's kind of an interesting book, and I wish that I could, I'm sorry, because here I am, If I, I swear, folks, if I finish the book, I can't remember the title. So here, I, but this is a book about this woman who was a test tube woman. I don't quite get that, but more of a cloning type situation, who broke out of the cloning environment and came forth and as a woman, interesting um, thing, uh, began giving indications that she was the second coming of the Messiah. And um, so as the whole point of the book, though, was not, well, I think for many people it might be that a woman was, that it was possible that a woman could be the second coming of Messiah, which is interesting. And that's a whole sex thing that maybe someday we'll talk about. But uh, the reality is, to me, the book just opened up. When when I got to the place toward the end where there was a potential of a war, man's typical response to differences, and when the people in the audience or in this paragraph looked out at each other and instead of seeing the angry adult that was standing in front of them that would have normally provoked a violent physical response, they saw a child, a beautiful, beautiful child. And to me that brought to the fore that song from South Pacific that it takes a long time to teach someone to hate. And that war was averted because for some reason the universe opened people's eyes and allowed them to see something good in the people in front of him. That luminous child with dreams about making a difference. And that's what our revolution is about. It's an invitation for each one of us to see more in another than they are showing and to believe that in that goodness, we will have a change. I was reading a little bit in Yogananda today, and I wanted to share a little, a little clip from, if you call it a clip, from a book. But before I did that, he uses the word Maya in this, in a couple times in the section that I wanted to share with you today. So I thought what I would do is read the definition of Maya from another one of his books, actually, in the glossary, because I think that will help those that don't, that I don't think anyone fully understands Maya, but give one uh, an idea of what Maya is. It is the delusory power inherent in the structure of creation by which the one appears as many. Maya is the principle of relativity, inversion, contrast, duality, oppositional states. Uh, Yogananda wrote, the Sanskrit word maya means the measurer. It is the magical power in creation by which limitations and divisions are apparently present in the immeasurable and inseparable in God's plan and play. The sole function of Satan or Maya is to attempt to divert the man from spirit to matter, from reality to unreality. Maya is the veil of transitoriness in nature, the veil that each man, veil, I don't know why I keep saying veil, it's not Colorado, the veil that (laughs) each man must, must lift in order to see behind it the creator, the changeless, immutable, eternal reality. So, that gives us a little understanding of what Maya is. And I just wanted to read, there was a, this is from his book, The Autobiography of a Yogi. And he 
says that one day I entered a cinema house to view a newsreel of the European battlefields. The First World War was still being waged in the West. The newsreel presented the carnage with such realism that I left the theater with a troubled heart. Lord, I prayed, why dost thou permit such suffering? To my intense surprise, an instant answer came in the form of a vision of the actual European battlefield, the scenes filled with the dead and dying, far surpassed in ferocity any representations of the newsreel. Look intently, a gentle voice spoke to my inner consciousness. You will see that these scenes now being enacted in France are nothing but a play of chiaroscuro. They are the cosmic motion picture, as real and as unreal as the theater newsreel you have just seen, a play within a play. My heart was still not comforted. The divine voice went on. Creation is light and shadow both, else no picture is possible. The good and evil of Maya must ever alternate in supremacy. If joy were ceaseless here in this world, would man ever desire another? Without suffering, he scarcely cares to recall that he has forsaken his eternal home. Pain is a prod to remembrance. The way of escape is through wisdom. The tragedy of death is unreal. Those who shudder at it are like an ignorant actor who dies of fright on the stage when nothing more has been fired at him than a blank cartridge. My sons are children of light. They will not sleep forever in delusion. Although I had read scriptural accounts of Maya, they had not given me the deep insight that came with personal visions and with the accompanying words of consolation. One's values are profoundly changed when he is finally convinced that creation is only a vast motion picture and that it is not it, but beyond it lies his own reality. Oh. And it just really made me think a lot about acceptance and it is painful at times to accept things that people do to us or to accept the fact that we've done terrible things to people as well. And that's where we get and hold that guilt inside us because of something that we've done to someone else. Or, And it's just so important for us to let that go and realize that, yes, we all make mistakes. We are... We can only move we are forward both teachers and students, yes. from the pain that we feel. Be reminded that, yes, there is more out there, that, yes, we are love and we are loved and that we are okay. Yes, yes, yes. Three times I say yes because that is so true. And, you know, really, when we can embrace the idea that we're enough and that we don't have to cling to our past mistakes, then it's in then that we are empowered to truly forgive others for their past mistakes. Surely all of you know someone who cannot accept something. I have, um, since I know my mom doesn't listen to this show, I can say this, my mom still talks about, I, I can give you a thousand stories. I love you dearly, Mom, if you are listening. But <laughs> she still talks about my sister when she was 16 doing something that caused my mom pain. And it's like my sister is 53 years old, for heaven's sakes, folks. <laughs> you know, 16. Is that 37 years old? 37 years ago, that she did something. It's time for both for my mom to get over it, and for my sister to be allowed to let it go. I mean, she was a child, for heaven's sakes. And what a scary thought! But that's the kind of stuff we cling to, not only about others but about ourselves, and we use it to justify the concept that. We are not all enough. That's right. We stop living in the moment and start going back to the past and allowing all of that guilt that's built up and allow that to take away our energy and to take away other people's energy and, and we just don't live in the moment. And that's why it's so important to live in the now and not take those, not look back. But always look, exactly. not even really look forward. Just live in the moment as the moment is. And it's hard. I mean, you know, as you said, we're, we're, 
not infallible. You and I are just mm-hmm. normal human beings, and we call each other and say, oh, my gosh, do you believe what I did today? <laughs> you know, or what did... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh, or what I've done. <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, I have... Um, I, I don't know if you've ever read Journey to Self-Realization uh, by Paramahasa Yogananda. It's the Collected Talks and Essays. There are truly some beautiful, beautiful passages in here, and many of them are very long. But I just pulled out one, and um, let me share this one with you, because I believe it goes, well, I, it's one of those I opened the book things, and this one kind of came out, and don't ask me why I pulled, went up and pulled this particular book out. Let's just all call it synchronicity or divine inspiration. Evolution versus involution. When God saw that he had driven these elements of creation out of himself, from the finest to the grossest forms, the process of involution began to work. From the standpoint of our subject today, think of evolution as going away from God and involution as going back to God. For every process of evolution, there is a process of involution. As God's creative thoughts assumed their grossest formed in matter, then involution began. The process of involution is going on all the time. God's dreaming consciousness manifests first in the stones or the inert minerals. If it began to stir in the sensitivity of plants but has no self-consciousness, then came all forms of sentient life in the animal kingdom. The innate vitality and consciousness then finds expression in man with his superior intelligent power to reason and discriminate. And finally, in the superman, the superconsciousness of God is fully reflected. Thus does creation go away from God and then come back to him again. God will give salvation not only to man, but to the planets, the earth, the stars, everything that has worked so hard for billions of years to provide a stage for a cosmic dream drama. Going back to God by the involutional, excuse me, let me say that going then. Going back to God by the involutionary process, procedure of nature is a very slow process. But the discriminating man eventually asks, why wait millions of years before I can return to God? He reasons that he didn't ask to be created in the first place and that God created him without his permission and therefore he should release him. He refuses to wait longer. When that desire comes, man has made the first definitive turn back to God. When you truly want to be released from this earth dream, there is no power that can stop you from obtaining liberation. Never doubt it. Your salvation is not to be achieved. It is already yours because you are made in the image of God. But you have to know this. You have forgotten him. The musk deer madly searches the fragrant musk everywhere and in its frantic search carelessly slips to its death from the high mountain crags. Had the foolish deer only turned its nose to the musk pouch within itself, it would have found that which it sought. Similarly, we only have to turn within ourselves to find our salvation in the realization that our true self, the soul, is made in God's image. That's a wow moment, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Boils down to live in the moment, really. (laughs) Exactly. Live in the moment. Believe you are valued. Know that you are on a journey home. And we just have a wonderful blessing then. It doesn't mean that you're always in peace because you're not. There are struggles. There are times you're going to be angry and times you're going to be happy and times you're going to be at peace and may the latter be the predominant emotion you experience. But the reality is there is never going to be in this human form a time of being with God totally because then you will return to God and there's no excitement in that because there's no choice in it. 
This is a volitional journey. It's a volitional journey with a, a guaranteed result. Isn't that interesting? We can choose to recognize our connection to God right now, to love right now, and react lovingly. But even if we don't, we have a guaranteed Still going to get there. Yes. We have a guaranteed journey home. <laughs> Doesn't that make you smile from ear to ear? <laughs> and it just oh. goes. It, it goes so well with the topic of today of acceptance because yes. accept yourself for who you are because in the end you're going to get you're going to get to the same place. Yep, yep. You know, and uh, and there's nothing you've done that will keep you from getting there. And so why not start fresh at every moment and believe in the wonder of you, the glory of you, the fact that you are a contributor in this giant tapestry of life. You are valuable. So many people just do not believe they are enough. So what can we do for people to help them know they are enough? I guess. Don't judge. Don't judge them. Don't don't take away from what they're saying or dis disrespect others. Yeah. And yeah, listen exactly. with the with their ears. Yeah. Yeah. Be att- give attention to to their value and 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 know that, you know, we all, um, I'm looking for that the song. I was hoping to play it. I'm sorry, I should have brought it up. Next Sunday we'll have it. It's uh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's, all, it's about respect. It's you about know? respecting people, respect to who they are, where they're at in the moment, and where they're, where they are at living in the moment, and just realize that, we shouldn't judge them. We shouldn't try to change them. Just as we don't want to be judged and we don't want people to make us feel guilt, we don't want them to feel guilt either. And don't try to find fault in them and make that your reward. Yeah, kind of like, well, go ahead, excuse me, go ahead. The, and, and as you further yourself along and 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 accept yourself more and accept the gifts that you have. And I think we all have gifts of intuition. I think we listen more to what our intuition tells us to do rather than than not. And I, I, I at least for me, and I, I guess I just think that everyone else has this as well, is that, you know, you, you know you're in a situation and something tells you, here's what I need to do. And a lot of times we don't do that. We try to rationalize it, we try to wrap it around something else to pretty it up or to maybe ugly it down, whatever, and we don't follow that intuition and that's what gets us in trouble and I think the more that we accept ourselves and accept the fact that, yeah, we do have intuition that guides us that use that intuition and don't steal energy from other people or let them steal it from you. Yeah. It's it's the realization that you know we I, we say it so many times during the program and in every program is it's the realization that you sitting there wherever you are or standing wherever you are are valuable to God just as you are you are complete there is nothing more you need to do but exist. And be who you are right now. Nothing more, nothing different. And and in in that realization, let's for a few minutes. I'm going to play a Hempson's a Hempsas, a view from the mountaintop right now. And in as I play that, and I hope I'm playing it loud enough for all of you. As I play that, let's let's do a little meditation about being enough. Let's for a moment feel the wonder of knowing you are valuable just the way you are. 
breathing in. Look out at all that is in front of you now. See its connection to you. Stand on the mountaintop of the place where you are at this moment. Allow the energy of the trees to fill you up and feel the sparkle of that energy from their leaves sparkling from you. And know that love gave you the trees just for you. And that when the leaves of the trees move in synchronicity with the wind, that that is God clapping his hands for you. Just as you are. That when the wind brushes across your face, that that is God kissing your lips and valuing you just as you are. That that tenseness in your shoulders can be released. Because if you fall back, God will be waiting. Love will be waiting to catch you. And that love will give you a present. A new moment to start new. You are enough. Accept that God loves you and you are never alone. That God is always beside you waiting to reconnect, to rejoin with you at the simple invitation. That everything is easier when you do it united with love. This promise doesn't end the turmoil of life. But looking out with this view from the mountaintop, it makes life make sense. And it gives you support during those tumultuous moments. You are not alone. We send love to you. I send love to you for the week. May love enfold you and may peace be with you. Namaste, my friends. Bob. Friends, remember to live in the moment this week. Be thankful for everything that you have. Tell those around you how much you appreciate them and how much you thank them for the things that they do for you. Let guilt go this week and accept that you are enough. Until next week, we embrace you. Let's close with hearing of you from the mountaintop. Breathing in. Breathing out. Breathing in.
breathing out. Feel the wonder of love as you go forward today. All around you. I love you, H. Talk to you later.